Today's gospel is from Matthew chapter 22. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. The gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Oh, you're good. Slow and steady. We had some painting done to our house recently, and the painter was meticulous and quiet in his work. The day before he finished, I shared with him my awe of his ability to precisely cut in right where the wall meets the ceiling. His humble response, well, I'm sure I couldn't do what you do. I then told him of my profession. It had not come up before in conversation. He concluded our conversation by saying, I'll stay with painting rather than jump in the pulpit. <laughs> I have been thinking about this conversation as I have been squirming with this scripture. The question circling in my mind, what am I doing to live my faith? To show up in the world and make a difference? Is it apparent in how I live and act, most especially in the everyday things? Could the painter see it in me? Can my kids? Can my coworkers? those people that I'm going to run into today and tomorrow? Are my interactions personally and professionally bearing God's compassion, mercy, and love? Could someone know kindness in my words, compassion and boldness in my actions? Because being a pastor is my work, lest you forget I get paid for what I do. What I'm wrestling with is deeper. Who am I 
as a believer of Jesus Christ? And what am I doing in the small and the big places to live out my faith each day? The guy at the party is the one who grabs my attention in the story. He is the one who is making me think about all these things. He gets invited spontaneously to this wedding banquet and he comes right from work. No time to shower or to change. And then he is the one who is called out for not wearing the wedding garment. Clearly, the host of the party can see that he is missing something that's required. And so we wonder, don't you? What does this garment represent? And more importantly, how do I make sure I am wearing one? These little parables of Jesus are full of twists and turns. But I think we can ascertain that the wedding garment is something that identifies one as belonging to the feast. For Matthew and his gospel, wearing the wedding robe is faith in action. It's not just coming to the party, it's living out what we receive at the party in every moment. Is our faith something that we simply put on when we deem appropriate? Or is it something that we always wear? This story is not one to help us feel secure in our faith. Matthew takes us to the underbellies of ourselves. It is simply not okay to ignore the invitation to God's kingdom like that wedding RSVP that's stuffed in the pile on your desk right now. And it's not simply enough to accept the invitation and then ignore what comes with it. Being a follower of Jesus Christ is not for festival holidays or to ponder. It is love in action all the time. And our neighbors need us to show up and act in love, in generosity, in bold moves to places where people are struggling and are in need. Those places and people who are right in front of you right now, do you see them? Do their stories tug at your heart? Are you thinking about it or are you acting on it? Now, thankfully, there is a glimpse of good news for us in this bleak parable, and that is, at our baptism, we were gifted a wedding garment. We were given the garment of salvation, the robe of righteousness. We are clothed in life and wrapped in light, sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Yet, we can choose to cover up this attire in search of more stylish wear. Often what covers up our wedding garment is complacency, contentment, and distraction. How are you responding to the invitation? Would the host be able to see your wedding robe? These are the questions that are biting at my ankles. God never stops inviting. He never stops calling, and he never stops choosing to make his love and his mercy known through us. 
to let the world see what we are wearing. Abraham Heschel says it so well, pray with your feet, show up for your neighbor, give voice to the outcast, comfort the suffering, help someone claim a new beginning. Who is that in your life right now? This is why we are a community, because I see your faith in action when mine is feeling dormant. You awaken me to the needs and my own unique ability to respond. And each and every time we gather to worship, we hear again that God chooses us and he has called us to bear fruit. We always leave this place wearing the wedding robe. In the resurrection story in John's Gospel, Mary is weeping at the tomb when she discovers that Jesus' body is gone. While she is weeping, she hears someone ask, why are you weeping? And she presumes this voice to be the gardener. This particular detail in John's Gospel has always kind of taken me, and it always makes me think, what kept Mary from seeing Jesus in that moment? What made her think that he was a gardener? Of course, John tells us that the tomb was in a garden, and really, who else would be there so early in the morning? But what was it about his physical presence that made Mary not recognize him as Jesus? It was not until Jesus spoke her name, Mary, did she realize that it was Jesus resurrected and alive. When the man at the wedding party is questioned about not wearing his wedding garment, we hear he was speechless. I wonder if this story could have been different if he had just spoken up and said something like, oh my goodness, you called my name. You see me here. You invited me to this important party, and I want to be here. I'm called to show up here, just like I'm called to show up every day. Forgive me. Here's my robe. I'm all in. I needed that reminder. God speaks our name and says, Rick, I need you. Jan, you are mine. Jeff, I appoint you to step in with generosity who, to those who need your presence, time, and leadership. We each have a voice, and it's time to show up and speak up. I wonder sometimes when our wedding garment is getting buried under all the things that we put on, if our voice is the thing that can put our faith back in action a voice and a life that are called to service, to speak and to act. Martin Luther says it best, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. Speak your voice, pray with your feet. That is why we exist, to come back to God, to hear our name, to be robed in his righteousness, and then to change the world love in action every day, all the time.